Welcome to the Judaism From Within podcast. I'm Simi Lerner. Pride and humility. For Rav Shamshan Rafal Hirsch, these two character traits, which we are going to discuss, one to be avoided and one to be embraced, aren't as simple as they would seem on first glance. Because on the one hand, humility is something we're trying to achieve and pride is something we're trying to avoid, But two questions spring to mind. What do we mean by these terms? Because on the face of things, someone can say, well, I shouldn't take pride. What of my achievements? What of what I have achieved in this life? Should I not be proud of these? And on the other front, I know people who are humble. Perhaps that humility isn't necessarily a good character trait. Because humility can be a mask for cowardice. It can be a mask for inactivity. It can be a mask for laziness. Humility, in the positive sense of the word, is what we're trying to achieve. So, by that, as a way of an introduction to this topic, let's break open the can. What do we mean by pride? But perhaps more importantly, how does Rav Hirsch's lens that he offers us from the Messiah of the Jewish people allow pride to actually make sense to be something to avoid? When I say to someone, don't be prideful, that's fairly meaningless. What do you mean by being proud? Rav Hirsch explains that what we mean by being proud or having the character trait of Gaiva is when you look at things that you have as being down to your own achievements. I'll break that down. And I think this is reflective of life. Perhaps putting it in a secular context first and then emerging it into the religious world perhaps will ground it easier. Because it's easier to say that God gives you everything. Once again, that doesn't really hit home. Of course you can say that. But perhaps if we look at it from another point of view, your genetics, you didn't pick those. Your culture, you didn't pick that either. Your parents, you didn't pick that. You can only take credit with what you do with what you were given your social capital, your environment, these play a massive part in how our life emerges. You take credit for what you do with it. Now, transitioning to the religious sphere, everything is in the hands of heaven except fear of heaven. Now, this is a classic phrase from Chazal, and this is what Rav Hirsch invokes to appreciate where we step into the game. We step into the game in achieving our purpose, achieving our duty. That is where we step into the game. Before that, that's not really us. Those are the tools in which we were given to achieve our purpose. If you believe you have a purpose, the purpose of the Jewish people, the purpose of the world from the point of view of the Tyra, is a certain mission. That's where you step in. You were given things, you were given means to fulfill an ends. So to take pride in the means that you were given is slightly strange. It's strange if you're a secular individual, and it's strange if you're a religious individual. You only take credit in which you live out your purpose. So to call that pride, perhaps we could call it confidence. Perhaps we could call it a recognition or a satisfaction in the nobility of one's purpose. Because if you don't work towards something, you're not doing anything. You don't want to go to the extreme saying God does everything, in which case you do nothing. 
in which case the entire religious system is a sham. I am given means, and with these means I achieve ends. And I take satisfaction, I take confidence from achieving these ends, but not because of the means I was given, which means when I reflect on another person's achievements, can I really judge? What means was he given? What means was he given to achieve his ends? It levels the playing field in how you look at people, which is the danger of pride. Pride makes me look at other people in a negative light. You get rid of pride, but you keep the self-confidence if you recognize the work that goes into achieving purpose, achieving one's duty with the means that one was given. And from that, self-confidence and satisfaction does arrive. As I said at the start, this translates beautifully to the secular world, because if you're looking at the universe as being an expression of chance, then the chance processes that are responsible for your genetics or your culture, which make up your character traits, to take pride in that would be a bit strange. But you could pick up a goal, you could pick a purpose, and then take self-confidence and satisfaction from achieving that purpose with the means that you were given. Of course, the, the parallel to the religious world is infinitely less profound, but at the same time, it is meaningful in a secular context. And it is so devastating because it's such a foundational misconception. If a person has a prideful disposition, everything that goes through that gets corrupted. I mean, there's a reason why the villains of the Bible, the first villains of the Bible, are attributed with the character trait of Gaiva, of pride. And the heroes of the Bible are attributed another, humility. The first sin from the point of view of the Tyre, of the Garden of Eden, that came about through pride. The Tower of Babel, Cain and Abel, pride is so central to a deluded way of looking at the world, but you see it manifest in simple character traits, in terms of that if I am an arrogant person, I can't look at people in the same way. If I can't look at people in the same way, then I can't treat people in the same way. So to recap this first point, how do you look at yourself in the world? How do you look at your means and how do you look at your ends? Your means were given to you, no matter what your outlook on the world is. But your ends, what you achieve with those means, the nobility of that purpose, you take self-confidence, you take a certain amount of satisfaction that you were involved and you did, and that is the goal. And how you look at others has to take into account their means, which you don't know to what ends they're able to achieve, which levels the playing field, which makes arrogance not just a delusion, but it also is the follow-on to what humility truly means. And that is what we're going to discuss now. Perhaps we could put it in the negative. What we don't mean by humility is this approach that I have no claims on others, no one can have a claim on me because I am so low and so feeble, I am a meek individual, what could I possibly give? That is an excuse for laziness and inaction. Forgoing your legitimate rights and your legitimate responsibilities isn't a positive character trait. Or the other side that Refersh points to, where a person in their meek disposition is a recluse, avoids life, has nothing for himself. He then just becomes a burden, because then others have to give to him. What we mean by humility is not being a burden on society. So the two things we don't mean. Humility, even though it has a certain air of meekness to it, that's not what we mean. That's taking the focus on the wrong part. What we do mean by humility is once again a lens, a perspective. 
and Rapersh epitomizes it in a phrase, do you look at yourself as being given to the world or the world being given to you? That really does characterize this entire discussion. If I look at myself as being given, I look at myself on a mission, I look at myself with purpose and a responsibility. That means I have a way of looking at what I was given. The natural outgrowth of that is a person who knows where he is in the world, but also has the self-confidence, the self-confidence of an individual on a mission. Moshe Rabbeinu, Rav Hirsch points out, the greatest leader of the Jewish people, he achieved so much, but he's described as the humblest of all men because he recognized what he achieved was his duty, was his responsibility, but he looked at his self as being given, not the world being given to him. That made him the humblest of men, but not the humblest as the meekest of men, but the man with confidence to know that he had a mission and he had the ability and the means and the tools to achieve it. So what is pride? Pride is looking at things as being owed to you, which doesn't really make sense, how whatever worldview you take. And humility is looking at yourself as being given. We are here to achieve something. That gives self-confidence. That gives satisfaction in achieving. But it withholds from a arrogance and it imbues a humility, but a positive humility, not a negative meekness where you end up not doing anything or you end up being a burden. That sort of meek, submissive laziness is not what we mean by humble. Humble is a positive character trait, not through a lacking, but through an active purpose.